0: Welcome to a Channel 4 Action News Bulletin. I am your host, Blurt Blomfort. Tragedy in Massachusetts. Two young-ish, scarcely well-known podcasters were found dead in their respective apartments after the thong of the Massachusetts winter this past March. Evan, 32, well-loved, handsome beyond compare and admired by many, and Cameron, 31, a vile, unkempt beast of unknown origin, were found brutally murdered by their roommates. Yes, these are 30-something men with roommates, just weeks ago. An unknown small group of people had become concerned that their favorite weekly-ish podcast program had gone radio silent and literally dozens of calls were made about the whereabouts of the forlorn men. What their roommates discovered upset even the sturdiest constitutions. Family, friends, loved ones, and various paranoid wanderers have speculated as to the, the brutal nature of their deaths. Some believe it to have been a government hit after the men had, quote, gotten too close to the the truth. Others believe a pack of wild Bigfeet stomped the boys down after they had gone for a scenic walk through Bigfoot territory. Still others have pointed towards strange spheres of metal lying nearby, still hot from some unknown reaction, the fallout of such a scenario being positively radioactive. The barnyard animal-like smell of the larger co-host has led some to believe a fistula may have been the culprit in his case. And one caller even believed a pack of wild Trojans were waylaid by a nor'easter and settled in the south coast of Massachusetts and called it Britannia, after their leader Brutus, before murd- brutally murdering the boys after hearing about some prophecies some w- from some weird fella named Melvin. Strange indeed. Whether they were hunted down by a serial killer or even Satanists, one thing is for certain. This entire episode will surely never find itself going down in history as being left unread. Thank you.
1: good callbacks there (laughs) yeah i figured
0: we should remind people that you know we've done episodes you know at some point in the past oftentimes weekly
1: Mm -hmm. yeah well for a long time like for like a straight year we did them weekly
0: although Um, we literally (laughs) missed one week one time and apple forever downgraded those
1: to bi-weekly yeah well now fuck we're probably oh yeah we're bi-monthly now yeah yeah well whatever hey guys welcome welcome. um it's been a while yeah welcome back how are each and every one of you yeah. doing?
0: We we will sit here and listen as all of you tell us about how you've been.
1: Yeah. This is gonna be a long one, so um, go for all it. All right, thank you. Just talk no. just talk at your car radio and uh Yeah. We'll we'll pick it up.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just pause and tell us and just believe that we've listened and cared.
1: Um yeah, so just know like uh I know Evan did a little a little bulletin episode. Did you end up doing a second one?
0: uh i i only did one uh honestly i don't know maybe i'll still record
1: one after this and put it in but no i i only ended up doing one well fuck it like i'm here we uh, we may as well just buy may as well just be part of it i don't want you to just have your own second show (laughs) Um, yeah i I wasn't sure how much longer it was gonna be so i was like yeah maybe i'll do one of these you know every
0: week or so but then you were just like yeah class is done i'm ready to go again so
1: yeah yeah um sorry sorry that there was no like pre uh I have a cop drop in my mouth, guys. I've, I've I, I could hear. I figured yeah. you
0: were chewing something.
1: Um, hopefully, that's not too disruptive. But uh, yeah, no. Um, <clears throat> there was a combination of factors. I know not kind of touched on it, but I yeah. kind of went nuts a little bit. And uh, also, <laughs> was in, in. I started grad school. So it was just like a combination of factors. And it uh, <clears throat> wasn't like a premeditated thing. But um, honestly, I feel good. I feel like I've been doing mental push-ups just like waiting to get back in the prison yard and fucking stab up some episodes. So yeah. Nice. Um, Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Sorry for our. our I, th- I feel like next time we take a little vacation, which we'll probably want to do at some point. We'll we'll plan it in advance and we'll we'll tell you guys that it's coming. Um, yeah.
0: Like maybe I will take a few weeks off. Yeah. This one just ended up being like kind of a rolling. Yeah. uh a series of things that made us miss episodes including like uh up to i I think i did talk about this in my little podcast we got right to the point like like three weeks ago or something that we were going to record i posted about it on like twitter and then like your laptop just like shit itself yeah you're getting ready
1: i suspect that it was something i did um but you know like i said i was i was in kind of a rough spot for a little while i was (laughs) i was imbibing a little too much and then you you know how it goes um So yeah, I, I think my computer's actually I had a couple fun. drinks,
0: saw a couple things, yeah. I had a
1: couple drinky poos, yeah. Um, but yeah, we're not we're not doing that before the podcast anymore. So uh, we're That's gonna good. we're gonna try to we're gonna try to keep uh, we're gonna try to keep this profesh. Um, yeah. But yeah, anyway, whatever. Without drawing this out too long, thank you guys for bearing with us. We're excited to yeah. be back. Um, this is one that uh, we teased a while ago. Um, <laughs> And honestly, I wrote this mostly forever ago, and then yeah. just kind of you—you uh, wrote the most part of like two episodes,
0: yeah, like literally months ago, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like we have had basically two episodes, like barreled and ready to go, yeah. And then we just didn't record them,
1: yeah. It was like totally—it wasn't like a work thing. It was like totally like just personal shit. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, so welcome back, uh, from our long sojourn in the wilderness. Uh, yeah, to left on red. We're happy.
0: Yeah, I, I, I will say, um just quickly we've got some cool things coming in the works so obviously i'm not going to say anything right now definitive but you know i've been talking to uh, some big big potential guests in the future looks like one of them's definitely confirmed uh, and one of them you know i'm still talking to him so Oh, cool. uh, that's cool. We got got some cool things coming down the pipeline. I think you guys will really enjoy that.
1: Yeah, man, I'm excited. I love doing guest episodes, and I I yeah. think going forward we should we should do more of that. Which yeah, obviously because we're, we're doing
0: yeah, especially like once you and I realized that like wow, these guest episodes go way better if we just basically just like kind of just like get a into the zone where we're just gonna have a conversation, yeah, and don't like you know plan anything out too much. Just maybe a few quick hits, and then those are always some of our most popular episodes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so, I mean, I feel like in general, like, I've been doing a lot of thinking about the format of the show and and how I want things to go. And even though I have, like, a 13 or 14-page document here, like, I've benefited a lot from just sort of, like, listening and reading a lot about the subject of today's episode. And, you know, I feel like going forward, I feel like this show's going to be better. Like, I, I don't know. I just feel like year one was great, and I feel like we learned a lot, and then we took some time off. And I feel like we're going to come back and start cranking out some, some pretty sweet content.
0: Yeah. This is also, this is kind of like back to pretty classic left and red um, uh, recording territory where it's now, it was like 80 degrees today. And, yeah. And uh, I'm just sitting here sweating and a yeah. tank top and basketball shorts. So yeah, this, I... this feels very
1: vintage, like when we were really hitting our stride <laughs> last year. <laughs> yeah, it was it was in the sweatiest months. Yeah, I feel like winter and, <laughs> and and failed romances and school and all sorts of shit kind of kind of took its toll on left unread. But the yep. hot, the hot, sweaty old days where yeah, the com- hot boys are back. Dude, the the wet boys, <laughs> the, the moist boys are back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the days of of standing up to like uh, under tit sweat stains are are yeah. here again. It's funny you say the moist
0: boys just because. I had like some friends who are in a punk band called Moist Boy. I oh, really? literally have like yeah, I have like literally a sticker behind me. It's just like a dilapidated toilet and it just says
1: Moist Boy on it. Oh that's funny. Yeah. Um shall we uh slowly make our way towards the, the subject matter, the, the meat and potatoes of today's pie? Yeah, let let's eat let's eat this pie. Let's take let's cut a slice out of uh, out of the pie, the meat pie. Yeah, and uh-huh. put it
0: onto a plate and serve it to our listeners hot piping hot hot like and us. ready yeah
1: hot and ready steaming. Uh,
0: for you listeners we're giving you this pie hot and ready this is a hot and ready pie um I'm all about right to cool. get fucking, wait isn't that fucking what is that is that little we're gonna get fucking sued by little caesars
1: no i mean it's not like we were like hot and ready five dollars pizza pizza like i think we'll be all right yeah, I also don't think like I think we're I think we're so far below the radar of anyone. I know. Fucking yeah, we, we, <laughs> they,
0: we have like what a combined like they're like yeah I have five dollars in my wallet right now. You can yeah. sue me for that.
1: Yeah, for sure. What's <sighs> The cost of one of your delectable pies. Um, no,
0: they're not getting my pies, dude. They're not getting
1: my hot pies. <laughs> I, I used to. There was a Little Caesars. Maybe it was when I lived on the Cape when I was younger. Um, but I I had a period of time in my life where there was Little Caesars was like a a, a thing. And oh I'm, dude
0: what so when i was when i was a, a little guy like me and so i grew up right next to like a kmart and uh inside the kmart back one of the, the last day,
1: kmarts was,
0: yeah uh and back in the day when i was a little kid like this is like very like you know back back during the 90s when you're eight years old you could you know walk to a kmart i guess mm-hmm. uh and my sister and i would just like go there and get little caesars at the food court
1: dude that rules yeah, that's also, and I don't know, and you know, you let me know if this is too specific. We can get this out. That's also an infamous Kmart.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, nobody lives there anymore, so I yeah. don't really care. Yeah, this is literally also, by the way, it's the Kmart that like that uh, 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 I guess made famous now in that was a Hulu series. Yeah, the girl
1: from Plainville. Yeah, uh, they, well, yeah, that, that awful that awful person <laughs> convinced her 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 boyfriend or whatever to kill himself yeah. and that came our parking lot yeah, that was literally probably like 200 feet from my childhood i know I <laughs> maybe a few more that but like i yeah. remember when that happened i was like wait a second i know that neighborhood you're <laughs> like, like dude isn't that right next to your mom's house <laughs> i was like yeah no my mom probably
0: if she had looked out her back window she may have been able to see it happening oh my god
1: <laughs> yeah horrible and now uh, we shouldn't make light of that but uh that yeah shows, that shows actually laughing.
0: pretty good i've watched a few episodes i haven't watched it yet i, I will say that chick uh whatever her name is She's like rank like top three like most hectic eyebrows in history, along with um, oh yeah, like former Soviet premier Leonid Brezhnev, uh, that chick, and uh, fuck, <laughs> I
1: don't even know. Um, Pie May from Kill Bill. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. Who I guess was a real guy. What the yeah. fuck, man? All right, let's let's <laughs> let's do, let's start the show. Yeah, well, the show already started because I know, I know, but like, you know what I mean. Remember what we said about meat pies. <laughs> <laughs> Listener, take a bite out of this pie. This is a double pie, so we're going to do my meat pie for dinner and then Evan's cream pie for dessert. We're Uh, not cream pieing,
0: no, there's no, no. No,
1: I mean like your little post script that you want to do. Anyway. What? Didn't you say that you wanted to do another little episode? I don't know, whatever, fuck it.
0: Yeah, whatever, fuck it, just go. All
1: right, so uh, today we're going to talk about something that um, (laughs) has fascinated me, uh, at least in a peripheral way, and I think Evan feels the same way for a really long time, like at least a decade. Um, Yeah. And that is uh, Shen Yun, uh, and then more broadly uh, Falun yeah. Gong.
0: Yeah, you're doing a you're doing a politics episode now.
1: Sort of, yeah. So the thing about this one is, um, I feel like more will come out in in yeah. in. The coming years about the parapolitics side of this, um, a lot of that is going to just be conjecture that you and I can kind of talk about as we go. Um, yeah. I would be surprised if there's no uh, parapolitical implications to this, but um, I mean, I
0: would say like even already it's kind of like parapolitical. It's really well, just you know, yeah, like unknown li- like political like maneuvering behind the scenes. That's not really like out in the open, you know?
1: Yeah. Let's not give too much away though. Let's we because I want to have that conversation um, as okay. part of this episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, so as I said, this is like an episode that. Is kind of years in the making um yeah. so as i said this episode is, is going to be not actually mainly about shen Yun, but that's sort of the genesis of the story of this episode um yeah. so I, you know i don't remember precisely the first time that i saw a shen Yun poster i don't know if you do but at some point in the last like ten, the first time years, i ever noticed it
0: was you had like the, mentioned it to me i'm like the fuck's that and like you don't see those posters everywhere
1: and then you're like wait a second yeah
0: I guess I have seen that before, but I've never really noticed it. You know, I'm not always the most, uh, don't always got my eyes open, you know, a lot. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, your third eye's wide, wide open. Yeah, my
0: third eye has really taken over the other two, and now I'm just a blind. That's the, of course,
1: the the, the brown eye, the downstairs eye.
0: Yeah. Uh. Oh, yeah, I go see the shit out of (laughs) that, but.
1: The eye of shitron is fixated from, anyway. Um, (laughs) Bad joke. I know. Whatever, we'll (laughs) leave it in. Um, yeah, no, like I said, we're, we're 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 shaking the rough. You, off you
0: here. leave my bad jokes in. You got to leave yours in Absolutely. too. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> um, I don't want to. Any any. Oh, I just dropped my cough drop in my rug. Oh, whatever. We'll we'll deal with that later. Yeah, <laughs> when I step old, on it, and it's gross. Um, <clears throat> So at some point, like I said, like 10, 15 years ago, uh, no matter where I went, all of a sudden I, I start seeing. Um, at some point of the year, you start seeing like that year's new Shen Yun poster. It's not always big you know there are billboards but you might see it on a bench there is or... a
0: giant one which we missed by the way uh it was last weekend yeah there is a giant one on my way to work that i pass every single day going into providence. Did they,
1: what did they do one in new bedford or did they do one in, in providence? providence that was the providence Wow. Well. It was last weekend. Um weekend well, they they do them there it's there's multiple touring companies and it's it's yeah. nationwide and it's it's yeah, it, feels it, it like just, it's constant.
0: yeah, it's just a huge poster. it's got some lady dancing on it says Shen Yun yeah. China before communism
1: right. so they they're now being more specific about it, but uh, you'll see all kinds of slogans and it's so generally, you know and i'm I'm assuming most of our viewers at this point, in, in 2022 have, have seen what I'm talking about. Could be a little flyer in a, in a laundromat window. It could be a big billboard on the highway. Um, but it's some version of usually like a woman in sort of traditional, I would assume Chinese garb, uh, very colorful, doing some sort of leaping twirl. And it'll say Shenyun 2022, 5,000 years of Chinese history or China after communism or whatever, there's always some sort of slogan. Um, and it looks very fun and very colorful, right? And so I, I started seeing those and eventually <clears throat> You know, when I was younger, I didn't really think much of it. Um, you see advertisements for all sorts of stuff in any kind of major metropolitan area, and it's not like I'm some theater guy. But eventually, it's like these became so ubiquitous, and I'm seeing this <laughs> this same Shen Yun, Shen Yun advertised all over the place. And uh, I started to get kind of interested in in like why why is this everywhere, and like how like how do they manage to get all these different businesses? To advertise for this and some of it seemed obvious like you know here's this like sort of obvious like Chinese cultural thing and you might see it in a Chinese restaurant but also like you know over time they're like buying out like I said billboards and the sides Mm -hmm. of buses and whatever Um, but uh yeah so eventually I got really interested and I was like I gotta figure out you know what this is Um, and I didn't really care I guess at the time like specifically like what this show entailed I just knew like all right like I, I want to go to Shenyun. I want to see Shenyun. This is, and I still haven't done this, but this has been like a lifelong goal of mine for a long time. Even more now that I've done all the research for this episode, um, uh-huh. I really want to see Shenyun, and we've talked about going. Um, and I, I, I don't know if you still want to. But <laughs> I, I do. I Are you kidding me, dude? <laughs> it's so expensive. You ki-
0: yeah, how expensive is it?
1: It's like it's like a hundred something bucks to get like cheap seats. It's like damn. Not, it's not cheap to go to Shenyun. I would Shen still Yun. do it, but damn. And dude. you're supposed to wear like dinner attire, like a jacket and tie yeah um so anyway i just at this point i'm seeing these posters everywhere i'm like i gotta figure out what this is i want to go um so uh, you know time goes by and this is just sort of like a, a back of the head back of the, the back of the mind desire i never like made good on it um but then you start to see like youtube commercials for it and i'm like holy shit like this is kind of wild like you see like this this troop of people doing like crazy acrobatics and it looks like like Chinese opera and but it's weird. It's like a weird mix of like, uh, it looks like a weird mix of like traditional choreography, but then also there's this really large digital element. They're, they always perform in front of like a huge video screen with like these weird, I don't want to call them low budget because it's clearly not, but like they're these really stylized, like digital images, like constantly flashing behind them. And as I'm seeing this, I'm like, Starting to to make a connection between some of the imagery that I'm seeing here. You know, it's different than just seeing, like, a static poster of, like, a pretty lady dancing. Now yeah. I'm, like, starting to see, like, little bits of the show. So I start kind of diving deeper. Um, and I start to realize that, like, there's there's clearly kind of a some sort of a political bent to this show. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so... I I decide to finally, after years of, like, having this peripheral interest in, like, these posters and just sort of noticing them, I, like, look it up. And, man, like, first, uh, you know, I started on their website, and it's, like, all videos of, like, old white people being, like, what a fabulous show. But then, you yeah. know, immediately, like, as soon as you leave their own stuff, you start to pick up. There's a lot more to Shen Yun than, than some little or big touring dance troupe, and it's a lot more than uh, than meets the eye as far as... Uh, a Chinese historical exhibition yeah um, so the purpose of today's episode is going to be to kind of dive into the organization behind Shen Yun, the purpose of Shen Yun um, and then also some of the other sort of media offshoots of this organization um, the Would origins you say of some of what you found was spooky? Uh, I mean dude it's it feels pretty fucking spooked up like it's, <laughs> it's again like you'll see like there's not a lot out there that's like ironclad but like if by the end of this you don't think this is some sort of fucking CIA front, and you're tapped in the head. Like there's <laughs> so, there's something going on with with Shenyun. Yeah. Um so without further ado, we'll kind of pull back and and discuss the sort of origins of this and where this comes from and 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 what Shenyun really is uh, an arm of oh. proof. You see my crown. Just the Have a lot of money nation has to tell yeah. trade. I want to back 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 talk to down a loop. Pocket that's I don't get to it'll need a beach you should
0: need your complain
1: um so to get the full picture of of the story of of where this all comes from we're going to kind of have to zoom out um and back to the late 80s and early 90s in the prc the people's republic of china you've heard of it um it's 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 all over have the you news seen this? All have the you time. heard about this you guys hey you guys heard about this china place yeah hey you it's, ever it's, seen this you ever heard about this you know, i mean personally you know i, I like to drive my classic cars through china it's a really beautiful country. <laughs> <laughs> great, great noodles. Um, so, great noodles. I love these noodles. Yeah, it's great. Oh, yeah. man. I am one of the only podcasters uh, currently working today doing uh, an active Jay Leno impersonation in 2022. So uh, it, It's like this podcasting come town. That's yeah. about it. Um, <laughs> all right. So, uh, yeah. So, China. So, during this period, like I said, late 80s, early 90s, um, China is entering into a period of, like, relatively relaxed social policy. Uh, they're beginning to implement some of the economic... Uh, 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 what am I looking for? Capitalist policies, which have come to give them like immense financial prosperity, um, and there is relatively they've had to build up their productive forces. Sure, you know, as uh, as Deng Xiaoping might might have said. Yes, this this is the era of Deng, and uh, and he's he's changing shit up in China. Uh, gone is the the Cultural Revolution yeah. and the yeah. Well, he, he was like the seventies and eighties. I think by the nineties. Yeah, it was, uh, uh, what was his name? Uh, not Jiang Xie It was before, I don't know, whatever. Um, yeah, I no, Hu Jintao
0: was right before, uh, um, Xi, Chairman yeah, Xi. Yeah,
1: Xi Jinping. Um, yeah, there was, I think... No, I, Xi
0: Jinping is now, before it yeah. was Hu Jintao. I know, and before was uh, it was, I it who Zhang, was, it the 90s Jiang
1: whatever. Yeah. I can picture him. I know what he looks like. Glasses, yeah. old. Um... So, yeah, so there's also, like, a relatively greater access not only to foreign media, but also to um, ancient Chinese history and texts. Um, You know, a lot of this old Chinese history had been kind of suppressed during the Cultural Revolution of previous decades. Um, There was a real push to kind of separate from sort of the, quote-unquote, like, antiquated thinking of the past and Confucianism and Taoism and whatever, the old martial arts, and move into, like, a more modern style of thinking um whatever that's a whole other episode we don't have to like go too deep into that um so with that comes this sort of uh explosive interest in in these sort of ancient aspects of chinese culture and history um, among the chinese population uh so one particular uh, i guess art form um, which saw a massive resurgence during this time was qigong which is a broad category of um of 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 sort of practices um, not easily comprehensively defined, um, so I'm just going to go really quick. Basically, uh, it's, it's a category of physical and martial arts which purport to aid uh, the channeling of qi, which is like your body's uh, inner spiritual energy, um, to strengthen both your body and your spirit. Um, a well-known uh, related art, a, a facet of qigong is tai chi. Everybody's kind of seen like, you know, it's it's popular or was popular um, with older folks because it's very low impact, just like slow movements. Um, and it's, it's clearly like some sort of martial art, but it's not the same as seeing like Bruce Lee do high kicks. Like it's very low impact and it's really more about channeling your internal energy. It's the kind of shit Worf would
0: do in his, uh, Roman, uh, TNG.
1: Sure. Yeah. I don't know, <laughs> but I'll take your word for it.
0: Yeah. just like moving slowly and deliberately.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, The thing about qi is that theoretically it can be used to heal your body as well as to harm your body or others. And, you know, if you don't cultivate it correctly, um, you know, of course, there can be dire consequences. But it can give you great, great power. Uh, um, That description is very short. Like I said, qigong is like a huge category of different things. I'm not doing any justice, but uh, we got to focus because we're talking about one specific offshoot of this 90s qigong craze. Mm -hmm. um so like i said there's this huge boom of qigong um large groups or different schools of of qigong styles crop up all over the country um and it's basically you know it's like i said it's like light calisthenics um meditation and there's nothing really wrong with that like that's pretty much universally regarded as beneficial on certain levels right it's kind of a a relative of yoga you know it's just sort of like moving your body in harmony and, and keeping your mind focused and not inherently uh, anything bad about that um uh, most qigong schools are kind of generally interlaced with buddhist and taoist thought um <clears throat> but it comes in all different shapes and sizes you know basically like you might just see people that you know their their relationship to qigong is just like whatever this is like how i get out and exercise in the park three days a week to like it becoming like a super mystical spiritual religion on the other end of the spectrum um and it should be noted that at this point this is all kind of openly sanctioned by the ccp uh, Qigong is, is in, and, and the government's kind of cool with it. Um, they consider it like a mostly positive cultural movement. It keeps people happy, keeps them fit, keeps them sort of occupied. Um, and, you know, what's wrong with having a physically fit and mentally acute population? Nothing. You know, they're happy with it. Um, <clears throat> at this point, there are roughly an estimated 2,000 um, individual Qigong organizations um, and roughly 200 million practitioners uh, at the height of this craze. Um, remember that number, the 200 million, because it's going to come up in a second. Um, and so, like, right at the tail end of this Qigong boom, this one particular group sort of uh, splits off from the pack and, and takes off in popularity and just becomes like, massively popular in China. Um, and they call themselves Falun Gong or Falun Dafa. Um, and the I Falun Gong the craze just goes bananas. Miss in China, China money. <laughs>
0: Wang Jairo what the roller playing gang Guan de Bosh and Chunko do we bang bang What the gong we pay what do the damn thing I be again what hang
1: gang China will burn it boog and beep be D M just Chinese beaky the beautifully. Pardon so I the beautiful on the billboard. Then ladies and gentlemen, need a bills. Found you and go. So, as I said, it's 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 Falling Gong, it's also known as Falun Dafa. Um. Publicly introduced in 1992 by a man named Li Hongzhi, or Li Hong Li I, I'm not good at Chinese, but I think it's like pronounced Hongzhu. Yeah, um, so, uh,
0: yeah. You just gotta bear with us for some of this.
1: Yeah, we're 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 doing our best. Yeah, uh, I mean, I would say we're better than most Americans, maybe. Well, we try. But, yeah, you know, which I think is is already a, a leg up over some of our contemporaries. Yeah, we, we give it a shot. Some of our compatriots. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. <laughs> Some of those people sound like they just got pudding in their mouth. You know? Yeah,
0: so, some of those people sound like dog no, shit. We ain't
1: pudding mouths. Here yeah, Lyft, we ain't okay? got no pudding in our mouth. I ain't even. I couldn't even tell you last time I had pudding. Um. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. I don't
1: know. I it's don't been a while. So. Yeah, it's been. It's been. A, it I would be surprised if your roommate has like a stash of snack packs somewhere. He's that's his vibe. Okay.
0: It, so brief aside. <laughs> he bought a Leo. You know, I, I like to eat. Fruit, little like fruit, fruit cups? and like water things yeah. you know sometimes yeah fruit cups normal so then he goes and of course buys a fucking uh like a case of them <laughs> yeah but they're in gel oh <laughs> and oh. i was just like and like i was silently you judging wanted him in, like, for juice. like weeks because i was just like damn did you eat this shit just disgusting i didn't even know and that he was, was like what well, well you know he ordered it online and the the shopper just grabbed the gel ones instead of the water ones I was like, "Yeah, I'm still gonna still got to judge you because that's gross, and you ate them all."
1: Yeah, yeah. I've anyway. never, I didn't even know that was a thing. I've yeah, never had the I, ones that are in like the juice or water or whatever. Yeah,
0: water, no sugar added. Yeah, and then you can just drink it right after. It's a nice little like juicy yeah. water. It's like it's like a flavored. Yeah, yeah. It's I like a nice I little little fucking
1: crushed those when I was in like the, high school. I yeah, I like the mandarins, the peaches, I love them all, man. Yeah, they're good. Anyway, um, so Lee Hongzhu. Um 1992, he introduces Falun Gong. Falun uh, Dafa, he's this super enigmatic and interesting guy. Well, obviously, we're talking about him. Um, and we're going to touch on that momentarily. But his his particular brand of Qigong becomes super popular. Yeah. So it's it's based around a relatively simple set of light physical exercises, which uh, practitioners, which is what people that follow F- F- Falun Gong refer to themselves as. You're not a member. You're a practitioner. Uh, you repeat this, this small group of exercises in order over and over again to achieve physical and spiritual enlightenment. Uh, In addition to this set of exercises, uh, Lee releases a set of texts aimed at educating his disciples uh, and interested outside parties in the sort of ethics of his new movement. Um, The name itself, Falun Gong, um, is derived from the Chinese word for the Buddhist name uh, of Dharma. Uh, which is an ancient uh, Indian concept spanning multiple religions uh, that can loosely be translated as meaning goodness or merit or righteousness or sometimes holiness. Um, the Dharma Wheel is a common symbol of the oath taken to achieve Dharma. And uh, Falun Gong basically means Dharma Wheel practice or the way of the Dharma Wheel. However, uh, Lee's school really quickly kind of separates itself from other related schools uh, in that it contains a uh, a huge array of supplemental spiritual teachings. Um, hmm. Little is known about Lee himself prior to this time, uh, though like most great spiritual leaders, uh, he had a pretty obviously fictional biography of himself written up fairly on, uh, early on in his, his career. Um, in this biography he claims to have received instruction uh, in the various martial, spiritual, and mystical arts from seven great masters of seven ancient lineages, uh, including Buddhist and Taoist schools uh, and also like, Shaolin and all this shit. Uh, he claimed to have inherited insane magical powers. Uh, he said that he had the ability to heal the sick and wounded, and also he could levitate his own body. Um, he, but only he, when he felt like it. Well, yeah, that's like a big it. thing. So he's he, over the years, he's he's never recanted that. He still claims to be able to levitate. Uh, and he says, like, I, I don't really have any interest in showing that to anybody. I, I, I don't think it would be right to demonstrate. That's um, a personal. That's a personal activity. It's, it's a very personal thing. But just just know that I can do it. Yeah, which like whatever sounds good to me. Yeah, somebody from a different school saw it. Once. <laughs> um, he called the process of, of uh, gathering energy to perform these feats a uh, cultivation of the fa uh which is dharmic spirit energy Chi juice uh, it's not really juice but i thought that was funny it's like his, yeah, it's his uh, special it's like sauce his
0: semen retention dude yeah dude <laughs> what's well, up semen retention that, warriors. something tells
1: me this dude ain't been retaining any semen i think no he's... no
0: something tells me let's see he's the leader of a cult he's probably
1: doing yeah, sex stuff he's with the getting ladies. drained on the rig yeah Um, yeah. he's a coomer dude he's definitely a coomer weirdly enough like that's not a huge part of this episode but again it's one of those things like you just kind of have to assume he's very always
0: there man every single one of them does it yeah
1: he's very mysterious and like very enigmatic like he's not like a lot of these other leaders who who crave like publicity um so there's not like a ton of uh appearances of him like publicly outside of like the 90s in china like he he really keeps his shit on lock um which is a big part of, like, what's so fascinating and mysterious about this. Because usually these cult leaders, you know, they, like, kind of crave that recognition or that attention um, and sort of make themselves, like, this central figurehead. He's definitely in charge of this whole movement, but he, like, he's, he's a ghost. Like, he's, he's nowhere and everywhere all at once. Um, that makes it sound cooler than it is. He's just some fucking old weirdo who's, like, reclusive. Yeah. Um, either way, I mean, you know, cultivating the Fa sounds pretty fucking dope. Uh, if you can fly and heal yourself and heal other people, like that's cool. Like I can see, you know, the, the draw to that. Yeah. Um, understandable. so through the practices of the various physical exercises, meditation, um, and study of the ever-growing mountain of scripture that Lee is, is sort of rapid fire producing, um, practitioners of Falun Gong, uh, supposedly would be able to mimic Lee's achievements, uh, and achieve a similarly heightened spiritual existence. Uh, and people fucking ate this shit up. They went bananas over this. Um, and again, this is still all just in China. Um, initially, like the other Qigong schools, Falun Gong was, was was you know, not like openly endorsed or anything, but they were totally like, it was a legal organization. They weren't like right out of the gate clashing with with the CCP. Um, because again, it's, you know, it's getting people outside. It's getting them together in, in a constructive way to work on their, their physical fitness and their mental acuity. Um, but the movement starts to grow way beyond the scope of what we've seen with these other Qigong schools, right? If you've got 2,000 Qigong schools spread across the country and each one has, you know, maybe 50, 100 members, you know, what's the big deal with that, right? Like, it's it's an exercise fad. But all of a sudden you see this group that's getting thousands and millions of adherents, and that starts to get a little alarming, right? Um, any any uh, any government uh, that depends on, on you know, especially like a, like a unitary party government, um, they don't love, like big other groups that are taking attention away from, you know, their plan, their economic plan, their workforce plan, things like that. Um, And, you know, that's not a judgment at all. It's just sort of a fact. You know, governments of that style, you don't want competition um, taking attention away from what you're trying to accomplish. Um, So, you know, this is all kind of gearing up towards there being a little friction with with the Communist Party. Um, The Communist Party of China. of, Of China, not The CPC, CCP, no CPC, Chinese Communist Party, the Communist Party of China. Oh, I always see it CCP. Yeah, it's incorrect.
0: That is people being rude. It's always the Communist Party. It should always be the Communist Party of some country. You know, Communist Party of the Soviet Union, Communist Party of Vietnam, the Communist Party of Cuba. I always feel like yeah, Communist Party of the United States. You always say it like that. So that's just like a, a like a. I don't know. Yeah, you don't call it, like, the Cuban Communist Party. You don't? (laughs) No,
1: it's the Communist Party of Cuba. Hmm. Okay. Well, you know, egg on my face. Um, (laughs) So, (laughs) so, fuck it, yeah. uh, So, yeah, whatever. The Communist Party of China. I'll probably make that mistake a zillion times. I mean,
0: it's not really a mistake. Most people call it the CCP. I just always find it weird that China, at least in the West, always gets the the weird the Chinese Communist Party.
1: Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, well, uh, so anyway, uh, <laughs> as I said, um, the basic tenets of Falun Gong revolve around leading, like, a, a virtuous life. A, a, <laughs> oh, wait, wait can, can I interject real quick? So my cat's been
0: be acting cute on my bed this whole time. Sure. It's very distracting. Right now, he is just airing his fucking dick and balls out. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's mad funny. Like, he's, like, laying down kind of on his side, but then he's just turning his legs yeah, he's just fucking airing the boys out
1: right now. It's mad funny. Well, that is not very virtuous. <laughs> no, he's not. He's not living a life in pursuit of the. Derma. Yeah, he
0: has no. Uh, he has no cock shame. Yeah. As, uh, whatever that loser account of like that loser trad account on Twitter is. I don't when know. And take pictures with their hands in front of their their dick and balls. It's cock shame.
1: Oh. All right, radical dude.
0: <laughs> sounds like sounds
1: like you've been really enjoying the time off from the show. <laughs> exploring a lot of niche uh, subcultures—that's cool. Maybe we can do an episode on your fixation with cock shame. No, that's not mine. That's the account. Cool. I mean, you sound pretty interested. You look right. pretty hyped up to talk about it. Move um, on. Move on. Th- I, that's what I'm saying. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so it's all about leading a virtuous life, being a member of Fallen Gong. Um, so this this uh, meant. You know, having a strong work ethic, devoting oneself to one's family, uh, recognizing the vanity and material pursuits, uh, distancing yourself from, you know, sexual desire and, and whatever. Um, pretty classic, you know, religious shit. Um, fun fact, uh, according to Falun Gong, it is also super unvirtuous to be gay uh, or trans or anything but uh, cis, hetero, normative, whatever. Um, obviously problematic, uh, but at the time, this is kind of in line with, with, you know CCP party politics. No real red flags for the government there um, for a long time. Homosexuality, and I don't really even know what the current stance on it is. But you know, the idea is you should have a family and, and live a yeah. you know life with a with a spouse and kids and whatever. And yep. Being gay kind of doesn't line up with that. Um, so eventually they get large enough and the, and the vocal enough, uh, and frankly, fucking weird enough that the CCP has decided it's like is getting to be a bit much. Um, and so, again, they didn't really have a problem with, like, the exercises, but the spiritual and social element of the group uh, is is quickly proving to be, like, the greater aspect of Falun Gong. And, you know, being a, a, an officially atheist nation, you know, there are... You know, I've, I've heard in interviews, you know, that in China there are, like, a set group of maybe it's, like, four or five religions that are, that are tolerated in modern China. Um, but any deviation from that, like, there's no real... Uh, room for like starting a new group or like a branch group like you can be buddhist you can be uh muslim you can be christian you can be i don't know they might recognize judaism i don't know how many jews are in china um yeah daoist whatever but like outside of that like they're kind of like, all ah, right, like no new friends. We don't need that shit. Um, we already don't <laughs> love that you guys have these other religions, but we get that they're not going anywhere, but they they really want to stamp out any try, like Try new... to stick
0: to one of the main ones, folks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Try so to they, stay on track here.
1: They're stamping out any new like upstart religious groups that that crop up because they don't need more of that shit. Um and so again, as I said, Falun Gong is very quickly proving to be more of a religious group than like a casual outdoor exercise club. Um, also around this time, fun fact, Lee begins making claims about being the Christ reborn, uh, oh, nice. and he starts imp- you know, incorporating a bit more of like a Christian spiritualism into his teachings. Um, key to this was the notion of an eventual uh, apocalypse, which would wipe the earth clean um, and leave only the righteous behind. Um, and who are the righteous? O- obviously practitioners of Falun Gong. Uh, so it's clear that Lee Hongzhi is intent on building a vast national social movement. Uh, what wasn't clear are his motives. Um, it's also clear that this movement was looking more and more like a cult. Uh, and so even though it might be harmless right now, um, you know, there's, there's a ton of people. I mean, at this point, Falun Gong say that they have a hundred million followers. That's why I said, remember 200 million total Qigong practitioners. Are like, <coughs> they probably yeah. didn't have a hundred million followers. The communist party says it was around 10 million. Either way, it's a big fucking group. Um,
0: yeah, that's a lot of people, man.
1: Yeah. A hundred million, 10 million, whatever. it's, it's a big group. Um, and so if you're a CCP official or a CPC official, uh, it's pronounced GIF, <laughs> not GIF, um, in 1996 and 97, you don't really care about the specifics at this point. Um, this, the, the, the economic and political stability of the country is relatively new. It's very tenuous. Um, they're just getting this n- sort of new economic direction working and going. Uh, the, the sort of chaos of previous decades has, has been mostly stamped out. Um and they just don't there's no room for disrupting that. There's a plan, the plan seems to be working. Uh, and so we're not really going to think too hard about stamping out any group that sort of might even potentially threaten that. Um, <clears throat> especially if it's some weird fucking character some shit Man,
0: Man. Shit, shut the fuck up it so lonely 全球遇到缓解, oh, only, 創造的输出关系, so 情长是dushy, I out know many you I go. send the tea kick it a okay. with the chain with the fan, kick it and low, low. So, yeah. piece, I want the pizza, I'm Ninja Turtle. So, in
1: 1999, Falun Gong is nationally cancelled. The uh, cancel culture comes from Falun Gong. Absolutely, dude. Um, but this isn't like some bullshit, like, you know, their Twitter account got suspended. Uh, because this, the Communist Party in China does not fuck around. Uh, <laughs> it's immediately, yeah. it's, it's illegal. Uh, doing it's illegal, being a member or a practitioner is illegal. Talking about it uh, too much is illegal. Um, Would you say straight to jail? Yeah, straight to jail. <laughs> um and yeah like it, it, and it's not even like you know slap there's no slap on the wrist like if if after Believe this it is not, made illegal to <laughs> after this is made illegal like if you stick around and are still doing Falun Gong shit like you could get like a like a 10-year prison sentence um yeah. and you know again I don't like to sensationalize this shit but like Chinese prison sounds fucking whack like you don't want to go there it's not, especially you know if you're like some low-level fucking polit- you know political dissident quote-unquote um, yeah,
0: you are just somebody trying to do stretches? You're like, maybe I'll try a different qigong group. Yeah,
1: right. If that's <laughs> but again, if that's all they cared about, they probably would have done it. And I think a lot of people did do that. Yeah, yeah um, exactly. <laughs> but the people that are really like drinking the Kool Aid here, uh, yeah. they stick to their guns. So uh, at this point, you know, thousands of, of quote unquote leaders of the movement um, are simultaneously like arrested. There's like these mass raids and arrests of of, of Falun Gong schools. Um, officially Falun Gong is totally decentralized. Like, Li Hongzhi is not nominally, like, the leader of all these people. They don't, like, call him a prophet or anything. But, you know, de facto, there is a power structure, like, there is in any organization. And, um, so this triggers a huge amount of protests from Falun Gong practitioners. Uh, and these protests are super harshly cracked down upon, and even more people are arrested. Um... And at this point, this is where, and this is still a big part of of Falun Gong, um, this is where people uh, start talking about the the sort of horrible, like, torture and and treatment that that Falun Gong's peaceful demonstrators are suffering at the hands of the Chinese government, you know, being beaten and tortured, whatever. Um, The most famous of these, which is something that's still talked about, uh, is the accusation that the party would would imprison and then then actively kill uh, Falun Gong prisoners to harvest their organs for transplant. Yeah, Um, which
0: is just... just Screams of Orientalism.
1: Well, sure, yeah. Um, this is still, however, like widely believed by Falun Gong members to be true. Yeah, um, I know. Yeah. And again, I don't want to sensationalize this, but um, there, the unfortunately, like the history of organ harvesting from prisoners in China, it's not like a cut and dry scenario. Um, it's nowhere near as bad as like Western media would portray it to be. Um, but the party itself has admitted in the past decade to, you know, taking organs from prisoners that were either executed or died of natural causes um you know without their consent i mean i mean i,
0: I mean i think that's totally acceptable to do you know obviously Whatever, here yeah. we have uh you know where it's uh voluntary whether or not you're an uh organ donor
1: but i mean sure yeah and i'm not even making a judgment call about yeah. it it's, it's just like that <laughs> I part think of it, it
0: really should be a voluntary thing i think when you die you should you know sure if you have good organs they should
1: be taken probably yeah absolutely yeah if it would save another life fucking 100 yeah. you know I, i'm with you there yeah. um so but again so like that's just to say that like on that particular aspect of it there's no real debate like they've admitted to doing that um and you know they claim that in 2014 they started sort of phasing that out as a practice who knows how far you know far reaching that still is to this day because you know they're not super transparent about shit like that um but the accusations uh, were that the prisoners were 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 being killed specifically for their organs, um, and that's largely unsubstantiated. Um, yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying. That's it's just like Ori- Orientalism, sure. sure. It's like people talking about like barbarian natives, you know, eating of other people and shit like that. You no, know?
1: I mean, the most likely scenario in my mind is that you know this has always officially been unsanctioned. There's never been a law in China that that said just kill people and take their organs, right? Like that's never been uh, standardized practice it's possible that in isolated or specific prisons those abuses may have occurred you know if there's a quota to meet um who who knows you know who's who's going to what lengths to meet such a quota like of how many organs or whatever um but again it's it's unsubstantiated but to, in my in my mind like the 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 furthest i'm willing to go is to say like yeah just like here in the united states there are some prisons that are worse than others because of the leadership of those prisons that's likely true in china too just like anywhere and i'm sure there are yeah. isolated incidences of you know those kinds of things just like those kinds of things happen in shitty prisons all over. Um, but it was never like state policy or whatever. yeah uh, anyway, I digress that's just the big uh, and it's still one of the main talking points of of Falun Gong like that you know our organs are harvested, they murder us for our organs. it's like still a big thing yeah um, and to the point where like you know in one of the interviews I listened to, um, you know, this journalist was writing a a, a piece critical of Falun Gong. Uh, and one of the representatives reached out and was all straight up like, you know, um, don't you know that we're imprisoned for the harvesting of our organs? So wouldn't you say that writing a negative piece about Falun Gong is a bit like writing a piece about the Holocaust criticizing the Jews? Jesus and, Christ. You know, dude. like they're just very heavy handed about it. Yeah. Um, so whatever. I I digress. Um, So, suddenly, this new religious movement, because let's be honest, that's really what it is, um, is at the height of its momentum and and popularity, and it's declared an enemy of the state. So, obviously, Li Hongzhi and and his closer followers, they don't care for this. Um, And so, things sort of start down the path leading to the current state of Falun Gong, right? Now, you have this massive butting of heads between the powers that be in China and and Falun Gong, and this sort of shapes the future of this organization uh, inexorably forever. So, at some point around this time, like 1999, 2000, um, Li Hongzhi bails out of China. He heads to the U.S. Um, He eventually sets up shop uh, on this 427-acre compound uh, outside of Deer Park, New York, which he calls Dragon Springs, which is a very mystical... Yeah, yeah. Uh, So, from Dragon Springs, he sets his sights on altering the direction of Falun Gong, from being this sort of simple meditation-based pseudo cult uh, into a full-blown, like, far-right propaganda machine. Uh, his goal is to get even with those commie bastards that ruined the good thing he had going back home. And it really is, like, very vindictive and, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> vengeance-based. Um, so there are temples and schools and all sorts of fun, wacky shit at, at Dragon Springs. Um, you can actually get uh, an accredited Bachelor of Arts degree there uh, in, like, one of two or three different subjects. So it's, like, there's a, a small accredited university, like, It's, you know, there's a lot going on. Uh, And the best thing is they had this entire compound almost completely built by volunteers, uh, Falun Gong practitioners who were kind of shipped in from China and, you know, that followed Li here. And um, Falun Gong, you know, had already kind of been taking off in the U.S. in small scale, just, you know, with the natural transmission of ideas as people emigrate to the the States. Um, So inside the Chinese community, there's this wellspring of volunteers that are willing to just, like, give him free labor and build this fucking giant temple complex Um, it's basically free you know and so this sets up the trajectory that Falun Gong has taken in developing from you know those super straightforward uh, origins in China into this sort of fascinating shadowy uh, propagandistic organization Um, and on the way or one way that they went about achieving this uh, was you guessed it Shen motherfucking Yun Uh, so now we're finally gonna talk a little bit about Shen Yun um, which are those posters you know that we mentioned yeah. Um, so Google Google a Shenyun poster if you don't think you've seen one you definitely have especially here in the U S. Um, the only people that probably haven't are are you know people well I don't know how international it is but if you're in China you definitely don't know what one looks like but you also probably can't hear our podcast so <coughs> yo can you give me one second yeah. yeah. Oh, Evan's taking a shit, he's taking a shit, he's somewhere in his house I hope he's sitting on the toilet cause sometimes he goes where he pleases, he'll pick a little spot sometimes it happens when he sneezes it just comes out of his brown eye, does what he has to do and he tries to keep it clean, but it's not always possible he's a dirty boy and you know that he does what he can, oh I have one of those downstairs, I should have gone and gotten it, Oh well. Then I'd just be belching into the microphone. Oh, he can't hear me yet. Oh, he can hear me now. He put his headphone in. Yep. <laughs> All right, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, sorry, I my
0: s- throat was, like, itchy. I needed to grab a water.
1: Hey, no problemo, amigo. I sang a little song about you while you were gone. Kept Thanks. things interesting. Are you going to put
0: that at the after the, uh, the end song? I don't know. I
1: might just, like, leave it where it is. Okay. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I haven't edited a show in a while. Yeah. So we're going to have to... Uh... See, by the way, when you did your little mini episode, I was impressed with your fade out.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I uh, messed around with a fade in, but it just doesn't make sense with our yeah intro that hits like right away like that. Yeah, the
1: intro is very uh, very immediate. Yep. Um, where were we? Um. Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. So ostensibly, Shen Yun. Which we've yep. been talking about here uh, is just like a, a traveling dance company. Uh, it has yep. a simple goal, uh, stated goal of, of showcasing traditional Chinese dance and culture. But here's the thing: the whole production is a is a huge fallen Gong propaganda campaign. Um, for example, like I, I've seen accounts of you know during the show they'll lower like a giant Karl Marx head effigy on screen and watch like a big pure tidal wave like blow it away and. Um, they, that show, rocks. they show really, like, intense uh, depictions of these peaceful Chinese youths who are all dressed in yellow, which is the the, the color of Falun Gong. They wear this specific shade of yellow. Um, just being, like, beaten and tortured and repressed by, like, evil communists. And um, the thing is, most of this flies over the heads of Westerners. Um, a lot of the slogans and stuff are printed in Chinese on the screen. They're really just trying to milk you for your money to, like, fund all this. Um but Chinese viewers will likely catch on to a lot more of what's being shown, you know, um, yeah. especially people that grew up during, like, the Cultural Revolution and whatever. It's 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 pretty on the nose. Um, <clears throat> and a lot of it, like I said, is, like, pretty heavy-handed. Um, ultimately, though, the thing about Shen Yun, and, and there's not really much else to say about it. I mean, they have uh, their training facility at Dragon Springs, and a lot of the people that are performing in Shen Yun aren't, like, necessarily Falun Gong practitioners. They're just, like, dancers, a lot of them, that are, like, hired to do a job and whatever like in and of itself it's not like particularly insidious but it does generate a lot of like like I said it's pretty expensive and it generates a lot of income for Falun Gong, which they use for far more insidious things. But I mean, like I said, like I still want to go. Like I'm comfortable giving them 150 dollars of my money at some point because I like want to fucking see this bizarre. Aspect. Yeah,
0: I mean, our our tax dollars are probably already going to
1: it. So well, right, right. <laughs> like, it's like, um, fuck. <laughs> but so uh, you know, this is a very subtle way that they kind of put their message and, and image out there and kind of you know weasel their way into your consciousness. Um, but they have way more direct and effective especially recently, um, uh, ways to propagandize and reach the public, i.e. TV and the internet, Um, which is going to sort of be like the last thing that we talk about. So while Shen Yun might be the most obviously like Falun Gong of the Falun Gong media wings, that is to say like the imagery is very specifically Falun Gong. It's actually directly funded uh, on the surface by Falun Gong as an organization. Um, Probably the most effective uh is their newspaper slash news site the epoch times um have you ever heard of the epoch times oh of course i have yeah the so, epic times well i've heard it said both ways i mean yeah, yeah. um E, e-, e- P O C H you know denoting like yeah yeah. yeah the period. first the first yeah it,
0: it was confusing the first times i'd heard about it it was over like other podcasts mm-hmm. so i just like i, I like i was like the epic it was it like fucking epic Reddit bacon times like yeah. <laughs> like E P I C but no it's epic like epoch epic. right right
1: yeah so I'm gonna say it that way just to avoid confusion. yeah no that,
0: that, it makes sense to say it that way just so yeah. people don't make the mistake I did which was kind of why right. I
1: was I think they that they thing. say epic but whatever yeah, well, yeah. I'm gonna say epoch um so you may have heard of it Evans heard of it um it's not at this stage like overtly Falun Gong like if you go on their website you're not gonna see like Falun Gong symbols, or a big picture of Li Hongzhi. Uh, he's not even officially like an owner or whatever of this this paper. Um, although it did begin that way, like it was founded in 2000 by a guy named John Tang, um, who is a known Falun Gong practitioner. Uh, it was initially printed in English and Chinese, um, and it was geared specifically towards you know Chinese news. There was an obvious um, because it's a Falun Gong friendly pu- uh, publication. It was an obvious like anti-communist bent to things, um, but it was very much focused on on China and Chinese. You know current events and and whatever, um, and it was not initially directly linked to Lee Li Hong at all, um, at least on paper. But uh, by 2009, he had he had you know made numerous visits to to the Manhattan headquarters. He refers to uh, the Epoch Times as you know a branch of like our you know quote unquote our media. Um, and it had become pretty clear by that point, you know, seven or eight years in, that, that officially or not, this is an arm of his sort of growing media empire. Um, in recent years, uh, like the last decade or so, um, it's become increasingly involved in discussion of U.S. politics. And, and yeah. the tone of the paper has been pushed further and further to the right, in keeping with the sort of greater change in policy of Falun Gong as a whole, which has moved further right ever since they were spurned by, by the government in China.
0: Yeah, like, for instance, they've recently been doing, like, a lot of reporting on um, something called uh, PATCON, which is, like, an operation, like, an FBI uh, counterintelligence operation. It stands for Patriot. I can't remember what the CON stands for. Mm. Um, But, like, obviously, uh, as you can imagine, PATCON was a Patriot. It was about, like, you know, counterintelligence and, like, infiltrating right-wing groups. Yeah. Um, And so, uh, like, the Epic Times has been uh, really, like doing like a lot of reporting on that but epic times is
1: also not really like a uh, a great source on anything <laughs> no 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 there they're, i mean yeah. you should consider the epic times sort of on the level of like a breitbart or like an yeah OAM. yeah 100 like it's, yeah it's it's, yes. it's propaganda breitbart is a good uh, a good yeah it's i mean it's more than like a, a cnn or a fox or whatever everything's got a bent these days but um Epoch Times yeah, is, it, yeah, is straight like, uh, up like unabashed fucking far right. Yeah, one American here, News or
0: Breitbart or yeah, uh, Newsmax, yeah. the news maximum Max. amount of news. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so now, I mean, it was like a, you know, like I said, we've talked about the shift from being like an exercise movement to a spiritual movement. Now it's it's really like become sort of a radical alt-right political group um they they had massive ties to the trump white house uh they they funded the trump campaign um they were huge proponents of like the stop the steal movement um Mm -hmm. you know linked to the january 6th affair uh whatever you choose to refer to that as i know some people call that an insurrection really funny thing that happened that one time that's super hysterical whatever (laughs) Uh, um (laughs) that day that something really funny happened a day that will live in sort of hysterical infamy um but, yeah, so they've they've really been linked with, with that. Um, and the paper serves as sort of just a direct mouthpiece for a lot of this shit, this all really, like, a insane alt-right, like, bordering on, like, neo-Nazi shit. Yeah. Um, it, there's also, you know, you should read what they're saying about Roe v. Wade. They're not big into abortion. They're not into, like I said, LGBTQ plus rights. They're, um, yeah. it, you know, all the major, you know, traditional, with the exception of, like, you know, white power because it's obviously like a Chinese-backed yeah. paper. Um But other but, but than that, certainly
0: language that you often find and sure,
1: yeah. Short of short of that, it's like every major U.S. right-wing talking point imaginable is yeah. is pushed by this group. Um, <clears throat> and as I said, if you go on their website, there's nothing obvious that that denotes it, especially now as like a Falun Gong affiliate. Um, and so it's it's become this like really bizarre but, like, really direct and effective way to reach, you know, and it's also mostly published in English now. You know, I mentioned it was originally bilingual. They still do that, but, like, the main readership of this is no longer, like, specifically, like, you know, Chinese-Americans uh, or Falun Gong practitioners. It's, like, you know, conservative fucking shithead white people. Yeah. Um, and shit. Like, new conservative. Yeah, right. Shit, that's going on right now. Yeah, like like alt, alt, alt-right yeah. conservative shit. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> A secondary wing to their media empire um so they have you know the epoch times and 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 then there's epoch media corp or whatever which is like the branch umbrella organization that all of their media shit falls under Um, uh is called uh it's a television network called new tang dynasty uh, named after one of the last ethnic han chinese dynasties to rule china Anyway, um, I, I will say i'd like that name i don't know why it's just like the new tang dynasty yeah dude it's 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 uh they're revolutionizing orange space drink <laughs> exactly yeah, <laughs> I was just thinking of tank yeah that with the with the orangutan on the commercial yep. remember oh, that? yeah, oh, dude, those rules 100 that's probably what, what got thinking. you into apes that's probably your the yeah. genesis of your ape fetish um evan loves okay, well, fucking i will not fetish like sexual but evan, yeah, evan okay. loves I was like hold like, on a second you love Let's like interject right here <laughs> yeah it's not a sexual thing um i mean at least posting. it hasn't had the opportunity to be yet but okay uh, hold on <laughs> evan loves like apes and gorillas my and, ape
0: and, posting my ape posting on instagram is a big hit yeah i'm People sure it is
1: always reach out about how much they like it yeah yeah i like it i watch all of them you yep. always post good stuff about apes yep. um so, uh, New Tang Dynasty was founded a year after uh, the Epoch Times in 2001. Um, like I said, under the umbrella of Epoch Media, um, it has similar origins. It was a Chinese language news broadcaster uh, or news broadcast. Um, basically, like I said, focused on China and anti CCP. Um, but um, it, it, similarly to the newspaper, has has rapidly changed trajectory, uh, become much more online uh, and much more right wing. Um, and something I forgot to mention earlier, I don't know why I wrote this so low down here, but much like the construction of the compound at dragon Springs, um, Mm -hmm. at least in the initial years, uh, both the news network and the uh, paper, like behind the scenes were largely staffed by volunteers. Um, so a lot of this stuff was built up at very low cost. Um, and now, especially the newspaper generates a lot of income for, for Falun Gong. Um, but yeah, it's largely because it was like essentially like brainwashed slave, slave labor. Um, So, uh, they also now, uh, through New Tang Dynasty, have uh, some really popular online programs. Two of the big ones are Edge of Wonder uh, and China Uncensored. Um, I watched a little bit of China Uncensored. It's pretty clear that they're trying to go for like a semi-satirical, like a Daily Show type vibe. Um, it's like the shittier version of the Daily Show, which is already kind of shitty at this point anyway. It's uh, <laughs> quite um, shitty at this point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it has its moments, but like... yeah. But I fucking hate that asshole Trevor Noah. It's not like it was in its heyday. Yeah,
0: I, I I go on record. I fucking hate that asshole. Really? Oh, dude, he's fucking awful. What a piece of. He's just. I mean, he's just that that sort that same stupid mouthpiece, where like you know they talk all these things about you know the problems of basically capitalism, but yeah. the whole point is to sheepdog people back to it, like just all the disingenuous bullshit. Like you know he was up there for the the White House correspondent speech, talking yeah. about how in America you have the freedom to be a reporter what, meanwhile fucking uh um Julian Assange is actively being tortured to death right. because he was a journalist that spoke out about American war crimes and of course the people like Trevor Noah will never mention that because you know they're being paid not to right but it's just the uh, disingenuous bullshit I just cannot stand that and I can't stand him sew up his own ass
1: well tell us how you really feel that is how I really no, feel. No, I know I, I, I <laughs> fuck that guy cool well hey you know uh evan doesn't like the daily show i'm not a huge fan either but you know i, I, I keep it pretty low-key uh, <laughs> anyway the show's not funny uh <laughs> the this uh, uh china uncensored show not funny uh-huh. um and as a side note uh i'm not uh actually sure if this is linked to apoc media at all um but in my you know journeys i always like to try to like if we're doing a subject on something i try to see, like, what other podcasts on that subject sound like, because I just don't want to, like, end up parroting something that already exists. You know, I try to have, like, our own little spin on things. Um, But it is also, like, a good source of information, or at least uh, tangentially about certain things. Um, There is a a group called the Falun Dafa Information Center, which I think is more directly linked to Dragon Springs, um, that produced a a sort of short podcast series earlier this year, um, all about the magical mystery of Falun Gong. I've listened to the whole thing. The, you know, the episodes are like eight to fifteen minutes long, and there's like ten of them. Um, I recommend that you check it out. Actually, uh, okay. And if you look up Falun Gong on any podcast directory, it'll show right up. There's like a meditating pretty Chinese lady on the front, um, and it says it's produced by the Falun Dafa uh, Information Center. And I think the show is literally just called Falun Gong, yeah. um, <clears throat> but it's a really great like inside look into like how practitioners of Falun Gong view themselves and their own sort of persecution and history and whatever. Yep. And it's mostly like really awkward testimonials from people that sound sound western. Um you can't see them obviously, but they, you know, none of them have like accents and they're just talking about like, you know, all the mystical spiritual experiences that they've like had in secret privately by themselves like without any witnesses. And um you know, it whatever. It's 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 kind of incoherent and rambling, but it's it's worth checking out because it gives you that sort of like I think it's important to try to get, like, uh, an inside perspective on stuff like this. Yeah. You know? You can't just look at it, like, with a critical eye without having some sort of uh, experience with getting it from the horse's mouth. Right.
0: I got my brand new back. 我的一切身边都是让人的烟火想要扼杀我们 no way uh, yeah. but in fact we up, 啊, can Kill the game cause we build the game no pain no gain 我只会为懒惰而羞愧 bang bang 理智不正确的三观 还想变得so rich 就是我的鼻子闪到DGCCC now who the champion that's me 我们在长长许队长许归来时常需要我们拯救 up
1: Um, so yeah, uh this to, to sort of wrap it up, and I think this is something you know we can kind of just chat about. Um as I said, there you know, there's plenty of other people that have sort of explored this topic. It's well documented that they've sort of shifted into this sort of far-right media empire. Um, and we're obviously not going to like solve the mystery of Falun Gong here, right? As I've said a couple times throughout the episode, there's a lot left unanswered, right? And I think in the coming years and and decades or whatever, the look back at it will yield a lot of really fascinating behind the scenes spooky shit. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm just fascinated by how simultaneously visible and secretive the organization is. You know, notice like I didn't talk much more about Li Hongzhi after they moved to the U.S. because there's not much to say. You yeah. know, he kind of keeps to himself and he claims to not really be in charge of things and he obviously is but like he's not super visible and it's really just turned into this sort of you know newspaper Shen Yun show and they're just printing money and who knows where that's going or what they're doing with it um, you know it's 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 just funny to me like you, it, it all started with me seeing these posters of like a smiling dancing pretty Chinese lady um, yeah. and I never would have guessed that that you know came from this sort of like bizarre far-right anti-communist apocalypse cult um, and, you know, I also had seen the, the the Epoch Times, and I didn't realize that that was also part of this same group, and it's all sort of intimately tied together. Um, so the thing, like I said at the start, like, if at this point the thought isn't popping into your head that, like, this is some sort of CIA op, um, I don't know how. Um, nobody really fucking knows for sure. This isn't like something like a lot of the stuff that Evan talks about, you know, in the fifties and sixties is stuff that there have been decades and decades where stuff has come to light and whistleblowers have leaked. And, you know, we have more documentation on it. This is a lot more recent stuff
0: like this usually takes time.
1: It takes time. Yeah. But I would be completely shocked if, if spooky shit doesn't come to light. Um, and again, you know, the, you can see people propose this in other articles, but there's just nothing to sort of substantiate it at this time. Yeah, um, I, yeah I, I
0: mean, like, you know, uh, the way I would look at it is, you know, like, uh, what the CIA, I think a lot of people, like, especially in my research, you know, what I've come to realize is, like, you know, the CIA aren't these, like, masterminds who are planning everything behind right. the scenes. What they're really good at doing is creating chaotic situations and then using those chaotic situations to their advantage. Yeah. so if you were to like ask me would I think the CIA created Falun Gong I would say no probably not uh, no right if if you were to ask me that once they started um, uh, sort of becoming an actual anti um, anti like communist party uh, vehicle or, or some sort of like a, you know separatist group or, or whatever anti-government kind of group in China maybe once they started realizing that I would imagine at that point they start finding ways to infiltrate it uh, to either get informants within the group or you know people that they can utilize there, uh, getting assets it's straight up getting people put into it that they would start funding it through mm-hmm. other means maybe you'd start seeing things like maybe not you know like the cia fronts like the the endowment for democracy shit like that obviously radio free asias i'm sure uh, i haven't even looked up i'm sure they're involved with this shit yeah. you know those kinds of cia fronts they start finding ways to get their fucking their money and their influence into it that would be my guess
1: yeah, exactly. So I wrote something similar here, like <laughs> yeah, it's like it would be I'd be completely shocked if they had anything to do with the genesis of this group. It's like super yeah. unlikely that they did. However, it's like equally unlikely that, you know, as you said, once they became this sort but of But by the late nineties that they weren't. Yeah, like especially once they moved to the States, like Oh, yeah I, you'd, I, I you'd would almost be
0: I would imagine that them moving to the States was probably Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah.
1: And um I I You'd almost be disappointed in the intelligence community if they weren't involved in something like that. It's like like exactly their jam. You know, they have this sort of uh, anti-communist ideological group that's, you know, relatively large and and already sort of mobilized around this sort of weird spiritual component. Why wouldn't you try to fucking infiltrate that or fund that in some capacity? And, I mean, here's the thing. On the other side of it... um, the persecution of Falun Gong by the Chinese government is also legitimate, right? Like, so they're not, That that's an added element that I want to touch on. It's not all, like, it's not all propaganda, right? They're, they're, they were viciously cracked down on by the government. Um, and, you know, there are even, like, uh, uh, stories of, of uh, you know, Communist Party agents following uh, Shen Yun tours around the states and like either offering money or trying to intimidate venues into like dropping the show from their their schedule, yep. or whatever. And again, a lot of this is unsubstantiated, but there are a lot of sto- a lot of stories and an increasing number of stories of, of that happening. I mean, um, yeah,
0: uh, China also has their intelligence. That's like, what i saying. What I mean, like I'm a hundred percent. Of course they do that. Why wouldn't they? This is a subversive anti-government group against them. Yeah, that makes total sense.
1: Yep. So it, it's there's there's definitely more to it than you know we are privy to you know, right now in in, in, in 2022. Um, yeah. And that's part of the fascination of this to me. I, I think, you know, give it 20, 30 years, you know, there'll be more to talk about here. Um, and it just sort of reminds me of, you know, some of the things that we talk about, you know, like I said, that Evan brings up in his episodes, you know, that happened decades ago. This has sort of all the, the trappings of some weird fucky, black op shit that that. yeah
0: it's kind of like uh you know when i talk about the the episode in iran where like there were anti um there were pro-government protesters in the streets yeah and then one day the cia was able to change all of the protesters in the streets from pro Mossadegh to uh uh to pro uh to like cia assets yeah to the point that people in the streets were getting arrested with fucking u.s dollars in their pockets right and, like, clear, like, ties to, like, the CIA, like, on yeah. their persons.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would be really shocked if this wasn't a, a completely similar situation. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it starts yeah. out as something else, and then they're able to get their people there and exactly. take it over. Well, listener, what do you think? I mean, it, it, it again, it, I, <laughs> if you're somebody who listens to our show, I, I guess I can sort of assume what direction your thoughts are heading in, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. If you guys want us to touch back on this if it cop comes up again, shoot us an email or something. Because if this is or interesting if you, yeah, to you, if you have
0: more information too, like good, yeah. good resources. Because yeah. yeah, this uh, you know one of the things with this stuff too is that like it's tough to like you just have to like expect that a lot of the shit you're getting are limited hangouts. Sure. You know, yeah. Like when you see shit of this in like CBS News or or like any of those like major news outlets, the mm-hmm. Wapo or whatever. Like, yeah, you're going to have to be like, all right, you know, there's probably some limb hanging aspect to it.
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah. And I mean, so uh, throughout the the research for this, you know, as I was sort of reading articles and stuff, um, especially, you know, when I was reading about like the organ harvesting and stuff, that's really fascinating, right? To see the way different media outlets portray that particular uh, accusation, Um, you know, and if you read like NBC News, it's like, done deal they fucking steal organs from people all the time yeah. and it's like their favorite thing to do and uh you know uh, it i don't know it's just it's clearly more nuanced than that this whole subject is clearly more nuanced than that yes yeah. there's, there's and and what gets confusing and like i keep saying is that like there are nuggets of truth to like all the different approaches to it right like falun gong isn't lying when they say that they were like <laughs> brutally cracked down upon and imprisoned and, and tortured and all like that's all real um yeah the question is like to what extent and for what reason and, and whatever yeah you know. yeah
0: yeah exactly like were these and were they committing i don't know some sort of like sabotage campaign or something like yeah, that.
1: yeah it's i mean it's generally accepted um yeah that they are a nonviolent group i don't think there are even many i mean i don't know what it's like inside china like what the narrative around them is there but from what i was able to gather it doesn't seem like they're accused of being like a, a violent organization at all it's purely ideological um which is you know in a lot of ways more dangerous to you know any sort of one-party state um on a certain level right but there's no reason to suspect that like certain elements within this really large group couldn't you know be groomed in that direction you know
0: yeah i mean i, I also wouldn't be surprised if there were gladio aspects to it too while they sure. were in china yeah maybe. you know what i mean where like things that were happening were actually them but being like planted on like other groups something like that you know sure i guess but gladio is something i'll, I'll talk more about in future episodes but yes yeah
1: yes yes all right well yeah um that's pretty much all i've got um it's but again it's it's a slowly developing story <laughs> and yeah uh, one that i've just been fascinated with for a long time so again yep. thanks for like uh bearing with us while we were gone for so long and i'm happy yep. to have uh been it's able to be get back oh, yeah it's really good to be back um this was fun
0: this was great yeah uh yeah thank you to everybody you know everybody who reached out uh checking on us seeing what's going on um you know we really appreciate it we had friends and you know just fans that we didn't know who were reaching out so we do appreciate that yeah Uh, but we're back we're going to try to get back to a weekly or (laughs) weekly-ish release schedule um you know generally there should be one a week whether it's exactly on mondays or whatever we
1: yeah, we'll I do think what we can.
0: at this point we're gonna cut ourselves some slack. We both, work, yeah, yeah. we both work full time
1: and whatever. I do think yeah, there think was an element got,
0: yeah, th- there was a period of time last year where you know I was working on some, uh, you know, like local stuff for like volunteer work for, you know, politics, and then I had my job and then this, and there were literally days that I was doing like seven a.m. to ten p.m. Right, like every day of the week. And and, the, and the fact of the matter is, like, we
1: don't get fucking paid to do this. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Hopefully that gets...
0: changes soon, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would be
1: nice to work towards that. Yeah. Um, I, that would be cool for sure. Because it's it, it, you know, having had the benefit of some time away, it's like it's one of my favorite things to do. I love it making this show. Fun. Yeah, and and I think you know, I personally, I can't speak for you, but I definitely feel like I needed to like rediscover my love of it because I was feeling spread thin, man. Yeah, but I feel like this was a good episode.
0: Yep. Yeah, and we got some cool stuff in the pipeline. But as sure. usual, everybody, please tell people about us. We spread by word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, we really appreciate that. You can follow us on social media. We're on Twitter. Uh, we're on Instagram. Uh, you know, we'll have we'll have those uh, handles in the show notes. Um, and yeah, just uh, thanks for sticking with us, and we're, we're glad to be back in your ears.
1: Yeah, I like being in your ears. Yes, I like to. I like to put myself in your ears. Mm-hmm. Hey, me too. Uh, all right, so yeah, I, I, I'm Cam. I am Evan. And this my cat been, Sancho is on the bed next to me. He says hi. Yeah, he's hanging dong. And uh, yeah, this has been left unread. Welcome yep. back to us, we'll, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> yeah, we will, and it, it will be next week. We swear. Yeah. Any any future delays will be announced. <laughs> yes. All right. all right. Peace. Bye. Mm. <laughs>
0: What got got say Whoa whoa I am alone for seven, you realize I you so let your fate. 某些星团们的宝宝只放弃 Fait, fame, fame, fame